Welcome to Fierce Female Radio. I'm your host, Estelle, from FierceFemaleCo.com, your female empowerment coach. If you're ready to dive in deep and learn all the tips, rituals, and insights to help you let go of the old version of yourself and unleash your inner fierce, then you are in the right place. This is your space for uncut and real conversations with real women about all things, dreams and desires, mindset, holistic wellness, balance, and spirituality. Hello angels, what's up? Welcome to Fierce Female Radio. It's Estelle here, your host, your fierce and feminine BFF, empowerment coach and the founder of Fierce Female Co, where we are all about activating your inner queen energy and helping you leave behind a basic life and embrace a life of fulfillment and purpose instead. Whenever I say that, it's always a mouthful, isn't it? But that's what we do, you guys. That's what we do. And today we have such a such a good episode here um, with the beautiful Jess Ainsworth. And I'm going to dive deeper into that in a moment. But before we do, this is a great time to share with you my fierce female tip of the week. And look, this might be a little bit controversial for my friends listening. Guys, I love you. But one of the tips that I have for this week is to batch your text messages. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I get I don't feel like I do. I feel like we all do get so many text messages throughout the day. And whenever we get a message, we feel that we need to respond straight away. And I sometimes doing that really stresses me out because I'm involved and I'm engrossed in what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden I have a message and then I reply and then someone replies again and you reply again. And then all of a sudden you're totally losing track and focused. And it's just, it's not on your time. And it can sometimes just feel like you're not able to really be efficient and productive with your energy and focusing on what you're doing. So maybe for you, it might look like batching your text messages and replying two times a day. Maybe it's one time at lunch and then at the end of the day. Um, But I really recommend it. This is something I'm trying to be more disciplined with. Um, And I just feel like it's a great hack because This is also about you being um, intentional about your energy and knowing that just because someone texts you doesn't mean you need to reply in that moment. So have a think about that and let me know if you're going to adopt that tip for batching your text messages. Okay, so we've got a fierce female shout out for this week and it is, it's actually a little bit different. So it is, um, I listen to these beautiful Uh, meditations. I don't always listen to them, but I often find they are really, really good when I'm feeling anxious or stressed, or I just need to calm down, get back into my body and feel really grounded. And that is the purely being guided meditations. They're on Spotify and they're actually by um, Purely Lucy. I've haven't really, um, I don't know much about Purely Lucy, but I absolutely love her meditations. Oh my God. She's like, an angel. And so check check them out. Um, they have so many different ones. I think they she drops a new meditation every week, but there's some really, really good ones, especially if like you're new to meditation or if you're experiencing like stress or you just want to get back into your body and feel grounded. Um, she has heaps of varieties. So that's who we're shouting out today. Um, the beautiful purely being guided meditations on Spotify. Okay, guys, we have the gorgeous Jess Ainsworth here with us on this podcast. And seriously, like this podcast, it's lengthy, 
I'm not going to lie, but it is so powerful. Like we go really, really deep. Um, Jess is the founder of Aruka and she specializes in trauma healing. And, um, you know, she is just incredible in what she does. Just so much wisdom, so much knowledge. Um, she also does lots of work around belief therapy, intuitive hypnotherapy and energy healing. And yeah, I mean, this episode is so powerful, especially if You know, I really, what I'm really focusing on is being my own guru and really trying to learn different things um, and, and then allow that to guide me in terms of what best path I need to take. And so this is a great episode for that, where you can really be informed um, about, you know, your limiting beliefs and where you might be um, keeping yourself stuck. So in this episode, we talk about the four most common limiting beliefs that people, that keep people stuck. We talk about strategies to shift your subconscious beliefs. Um, We talk about energy healing, theta energy healing, how to tap into your subconscious mind and clear limiting beliefs. And we break down trauma. We talk about trauma and the stigma around it and why it's necessary um, to get support, but why it's also necessary to approach it with a form of lightness as well. And some strategies to help you move out of an anxious space or a depressed space. Um, You know, it's a funny time of year this year as we're building up to the end of 2020, which has been a whirlwind in itself. So if you're feeling like, you know, um, you're stepping into that space of anxiety or maybe you're feeling low vibes, definitely listen to this podcast. It gives you, we, we go through some really great tips, some practical tips that you can do um, to shift your energy and shift your state. So guys, I'm excited to share this with you. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Fierce Female Radio. Today, we have the beautiful Jess Ainsworth with us here today. She is the founder of Aruka, meaning Paradise Within, which offers intuitive belief therapy, emotion clearing, and energy healing. And it's all about embracing and embodying the peace within you. That just feels really good. Jess is on a mission to help people let go, heal, and create a lasting positive change in their lives. And her approach is holistic, fun, which I love, intuitive, and is all about bringing yourself back to boundless energy, positivity, overflowing love, and joy. Welcome to the show, Jess. Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Of course. I'm so excited to have you and so excited to have this conversation and just dive into all things you and healing and yeah, all the incredible things that you're about and your journey. Super excited. Thank you. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, let's do this. And it's funny. So for the audience as well, like we, Jess and I have known each other actually for years. Like it's been like what, 10 years? Yeah, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So many years. My sister, yeah, my sister's um, good friends with Jess. And so we have, haven't actually seen each other for such a long time. So it's so cool to be connecting in this way. And I'm just so excited to hear about all the things and find out so much more about your business and some of your healing practices and your journey. So let's, let's do, let's do the thing. Yes, right. let's do it. Amazing. So before we get into all the things, let's do some rapid fire questions, Jess. And I'd love to know what is your favorite Beyonce song? um I actually don't have a favorite Beyonce song (laughs) you hate her don't you (laughs) I don't hate her I just don't love her (laughs) she's not the vibe she's not the vibe yeah like some songs I'll like bop to and stuff but I couldn't tell you the name (laughs) of any song (laughs) like a little head bop 
Yeah, a little hamper. <laughs> That's all right. And so what is like a good feel-good song for you? Like what's a song that or an artist that you love that like really gets you in the mood and gets you like pumped up and energized and like high vibe? Um, it's gonna sound really odd because most people would probably not think that it's high vibe, but Mumford and Sons is like my soul band. Like I just yeah. have loved them forever and I can just listen to them and just feel like life is amazing <laughs> beautiful that's nice that's gorgeous yeah they, they do really have that soulful vibe about them for sure yeah yeah they're just my number one all time <laughs> amazing 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 okay cool and what does your morning ritual look like Jess well I have two kids who are four and a half and two and a half so I don't have any like super grounding beautiful morning routine <laughs> I love I've always wanted one and I would love to say that I have one but no it's more like them dragging me out of bed really early and wanting to make them smoothie (laughs) and then yeah you make them a smoothie that's part of your ritual I love it yeah that is part of my ritual they're like I really focus on them their nutrition and I'm pretty pretty not strict but yeah I'm pretty pretty into my food and nutrition and making sure that they're having a balanced diet so I'm always on top of that and I fast and I intermittent fast I normally fast until 11 so yeah there's not there's not a huge amount going on there apart from just trying not to eat (laughs) trying not to eat and feeding your children that is (laughs) cooking them making them smoothies and toast and smelling it and wanting to eat it (laughs) that is totally cool is there like a ritual that you do that you like to do throughout the day to ground your energy Yeah. Yep. So I quite often, like all throughout the day, I'll, um, I'll connect into the quantum you could call it. So like through, um, like which we'll talk about later, like through my sessions, we go into like the theta brainwave and that's like sort of connecting to the universe. And so, um, you get quite good at doing that. And so throughout the day, I'll just close my eyes and I'll just check in and kind of, expand my awareness and just kind of get outside of myself and I'll do that sort of like four or five times a day I also have an infrared sauna at home that we bought about six months ago so I do that a few times a week as well and like running and I've just started boxing lessons so I have like lots of little things that I do for myself but just not in the morning (laughs) perfect doesn't matter what time of the day as long as you're doing them that's awesome I love that infrared sauna and how are you all about it Yes. I love it so much. Like it just, oh, it's just amazing. Like you can really feel the difference when you have been doing it like regularly and when you haven't. And um, yeah, yeah, just for detox, like he detox pathways and it's just an extra way to sort of detox because a lot of the time, you know, if we're not drinking enough water or exercising or getting our lymphatic system flowing, it's just that extra little boost. (laughs) Gotcha. Awesome. Oh, love that. So good. And what's, what's one book that you would want every, every woman to read? Oh, I'm sure every, you've heard this before, but Louise, Hey, you can heal your life is just like anyone who's like starting on their healing journey. Like that Mm. book was like what set me off and it's just so beautiful and just, it's just timeless like I think even in 30 years I would say the same thing like it's just this book that's just amazing (laughs) it is so good isn't it because it's I feel like it's like a lot of people's like gateway to mindset absolutely spirituality and she does it in a way where it's like it's so valuable 
at an introductory level, but then it's also so valuable at every single level. Yes, like you can come back to that and read that at so many yeah. different stages in your life and get something completely different out of it each time. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. She's, yeah, that, she was amazing. That was also one of the first, maybe not one of the, yeah, one of the first few books that I read um, when I was starting on my spiritual or kind of personal, more personal development journey as well. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Love I, it, I, love I, it. I feel like that was the first book I gave to Sammy. <laughs> yes, to read I was like this is your first one to read (laughs) (laughs) I love it and she probably still has it on her shelf yeah (laughs) waiting to be read (laughs) yeah (laughs) um awesome okay so what's is there a fierce female that you're crushing on right now and why oh my gosh I love Peter Peter Jean or Peter Kelly um she is just she, on Instagram I follow her and I really want to read her books that's like one of my next to do things but she's just so like the words that she writes and the way that she sees the world and the universe and everything is just amazing and she's also so fucking funny and I just and just so her like oh I just love her every time you I know what I don't even know who you're talking about I need to I need oh to oh my like, god you have to out look- right now you have to look Peter, it up. as in like P-E-R? P-E-T-A. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kelly. Peter Kelly, yeah. And ah, she's just like... Yeah, she's Peter Jean, but yeah, Peter Kelly. She's like, yeah, she says like she's a closet comedian stuff, but she's just like, she just (laughs) says what you're thinking and, but she's also got this like really deep part of her and she like articulates so many things about life and the universe and everything. And uh, yeah, she's just amazing. She's like, I think she's got three books now or something. Oh, okay. Have to check her out. So good. I like (laughs) that. I like that funny comical element to it as well where it's like we just can't take we got it we gotta just loosen up and not take everything so goddamn seriously it's like oh, absolutely absolutely <laughs> especially Amazing. when you're doing this kind of stuff like when you're talking about trauma and healing and like past you know all these things it's just like you have to lighten it up every now and then <laughs> totally and that's what I love that's what I love you know how I love your take on it as well because it really just takes away it just sifts through all of that, all of the layers that we need to get to where it's just like, let's just bring it back. We're all, we're humans here. Let's just lighten it up in order for us to get deep as opposed to all the layers of intensity that we need to break through. And sometimes obviously there's so many different layers to that, but I just, I love that approach that you have. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And so before we dive in, can you tell us a little bit more about you and just a little bit about your healing and spiritual journey and I guess how that has unfolded for you because I know that it's um your healing healing journey has really kind of played a part in the work that you do and what you're being called to share yeah absolutely so I guess to me it's funny because it's changed throughout the last sort of 10 years um but I guess I've always when I was around sort of like 19 20 I've always sort of had, which has now been sort of um, diagnosed, if you will, by a therapist that I was seeing um, PTSD. So I didn't really know that that's what it was, but I always sort of had this issue with um, my emotions, with certain um, noises and sounds and triggers and um, just my, my mental health wasn't great. And it's always been sort of up and down. And so I guess I was always searching for something 
And as we spoke about um, prior to jumping on here, I've always been like, I was literally made to be a healer. My numerology says it, my personality type tests, my um, astrology, everything. Like I'm literally just like born to be a healer. So there was this part of me that was searching different types of healing and different ways of healing. And I guess it's, it's so hard to sort of pinpoint. I kind of went to and from healing. Like I would, when I was like around 20, I got really into it and started researching and studying and then I would drop it and get busy in life and then it would come back to it. And it was only probably um, maybe four years ago that I sort of really decided that I was going to do something about it. Um, as in working in this industry. So um, after I'd had my first son, I decided to do a course in Theta Healing. Um, And that was really what kind of set me off. That kind of made me uh, realize like the power and the potential of the mind and, and of myself as well, like as a healer and what I was, you know, able to do, because there were a lot of people in that course that um, like didn't get it. They just kind of were like, I just don't understand how it works. And for me, it was like, I was saying this to you before, it was just like breathing. I was like, yeah, that's, 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 it's so simple to me. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess I'm not really answering your question. I'm just like speaking. No, you are. <laughs> you totally but, are. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it was, it's always been like this. There's this pull to do it because it's obviously what I am made to do, but it's also been a lot about learning to heal myself as well. So trying to figure out why I am the way I am and, you know, trying to heal myself. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what actually has made me the healer that I am because I do have such amazing results with clients. And I really feel like I can, I see people and I see their pain and I can really understand how they're feeling because I've, I have walked in their shoes and I have felt it. And I also don't, like it's taken me on this journey where I don't necessarily see, you know, there's a lot of people that that have one type of, um, you know, say you're a psychologist or you're an energy healer or you're a whatever you are. Mm. And they have that one eyed view of like, this will fix everything. And this is how the world works. Whereas I'm very through this journey of trying to, for lack of better words, fix myself. (laughs) I have actually delved into so many different areas and I found this way to understand to to bring it all in and to understand everything from every different point of view and it's given me this really deep understanding of healing and life and how our minds work so I think yeah it's that combination of of trying to fix myself but also just being made to do this (laughs) totally I love that so much and I have feel like I have so many questions just from what you said right there. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You know, I, I totally agree. It's like, we need to be able to heal ourselves. And when I say heal, it's like, it's a forever journey, right? We're always healing different layers within ourselves and, you know, releasing what no longer serves us and and disconnecting from the old version of ourselves and all of those things, but doing that inner work on yourself, like, like that, like has to be done. Otherwise, like you said, you can't connect with your clients. You don't know what they're experiencing and you don't know how to help them move through it. And I love that you said that you, you know, use a combination of 
you know, I don't know, I want to call it different like modalities or things like that, different practices to connect with your clients because you know that different things work for different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I love it. There's and no, can you, yeah, yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> there's no like, um, there's no one size fits all. Like I'll be working with a client and I'll be using a certain technique or I'll be asking them certain questions and it'll just, their subconscious mind will just go roadblock, like nah, you're not getting in there. And, you know, if you only learn one way of doing something, then you, you, you stopped at that point and you're like, okay, well, we'll work on something else and you sort, sort of leave that. Whereas I found so many different ways to go in and around and under and how the mind works that it's almost impossible for people not to let me in. <laughs> I love it's that. So evil. Much. <laughs> like you're not getting out of this. You're not getting yeah. out of this. And anyone who's I got another trick on my sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's worked with me would know that like, I'm pretty like, like I'm, I'm kind and caring and I love all of my clients, but I can be very like, no, you're not listening. This is, you know, you're trying to, you know, I can be quite firm when I need to be because the subconscious mind is really strong and sometimes it only responds to to power, to someone else stepping in and saying, no, this is, you know, this is your mind doing this. This is not truth. And, you know, you need to take a deep breath and you need to go back in. And <laughs> yeah. I love that. And so can you, you mentioned before about theta healing. Can What is that? How, can you describe what that is? Yeah. So um, theta is like the, was, yeah, the first thing that I sort of studied. And what it is, is it's this combination of sort of, I almost would say hypnotherapy. It's this combination of like working with the subconscious mind, but it's also very much to do with like energy healing. So the theta theta is stands for the theta brainwave. So throughout the day, we have all of the, we are going into all these different brainwaves. Um, you know, we have our alpha, beta, gamma, delta, theta, which most people know is like sororities. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> and theta, theta brainwave is normally only accessed when we are in deep sleep, in REM sleep, when we are dreaming. So basically what we're doing in a theta session is we're getting someone into that, um, into that brainwave because that's where your subconscious mind is. And this is why people say that your dreams mean things. It's because they do. <laughs> and because you're in your subconscious mind and that is, it's, it's opened up, it's, it's running free. And so sometimes they don't necessarily make sense, but that's where we have access to the subconscious. So what we do is I put someone into that brainwave and get them into that relaxed state in order to then speak directly to their subconscious. Because if you're speaking to someone, if they're just sitting on the couch and you're just having a general chit chat to them, they're not in the right brainwave. They're not in their subconscious. They're responding with their programs. So this is basically going behind the wheel, like in getting into that place where we can actually play with the programs, not be blocked by the programs. So that's the sort of mind element to it. But then the other sort of element to it is the little bit of the woo-woo part. <laughs> and that we like the woo-woo here, don't worry. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> so the woo-woo part is like understanding that the understanding the quantum, understanding that everything in the entire universe is made up of energy. And you are, we all are a part of that quantum field. And so the potential 
um, and the power that we have is is so much more than we've ever been you know made aware of and so what happens is you are taught how to connect to this quantum field and to understand your power and the way that energy works and that how easy it is to shift and move energy and when we get into that subconscious mind we I actually like I close my eyes I go into the brainwave and I can actually see I can channel that energy of that belief. I can channel those emotions. I can watch that and assist that person in shifting that actual belief from their subconscious mind. And I can actually help them in shifting negative emotions, clearing blocks, things like that. And I can actually see that happening and I can, mm. I can feel when that's done. And it's like this, it's almost like intuition that you're tapping into. So some people see it like they see colors and they see all sorts of things leaving the person's body some people hear it like you know medical medium he he actually hears a voice saying things to him um and some people feel it as like a gut feeling so there's all different ways that you can that you can heal and that you get these messages and that you know okay that belief's left that person now um, you know I've had a session with a client before I'm normally a feel it person and I have had a session before where I actually saw this black shadow like come out of her body and fly out the window. And I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) what is this? Like, so it's like that, there's like that element to it as well. So it's combining the science with the, with the spiritual or the mystical um, elements. So it is a huge part of what I do. Um, it's very, it's a very basic sort of training. Um, and then from there, I sort of learned more of the psychology and the way that the brain works and like really getting into memory and things like that, which is actually, that really helps in, in finding what you need to find. But um, yeah, that's I, lo- I love like, that. Cause you're yeah. using like a mind, body, soul, energy approach to your healing practices yeah absolutely like there is just it's just all it's all just one and the same like mm. it is all the same like there's no there's no separation like with our mind controls our body and our body controls our mind and it's just all it's just all also interconnected yeah absolutely and that's where like going to that quantum going to that place like up above yourself up above the universe and you just have like this perspective and this understanding of how everything operates and it just becomes so much easier to to shift and to heal and yeah I love that and so can you talk us through like what a what would be like I imagine every session with your client would be very different, right? But what is like a common limiting belief that you see often um, people experiencing? And what is an example of what some steps you might take them through in order to clear and release those subconscious beliefs? Yeah, yeah. So I'm also like a little bit of a, obviously you can maybe can tell from the way that I've studied so many different things. I'm very like a practical person. So over the last, I think I'm up to like 190 now, over the last 190 clients, I have been documenting, you know, what they present with, um, the traumas they've experienced, and then the beliefs that we shift. And I found like a huge pattern in that there were like sort of four key core beliefs that most people had. Mm -hmm. So 
I can talk you through those four because I think that they're really important and they're all really um, a little bit different. So yeah, so the four key core beliefs that most people will have or that will be causing sort of some significant problems that they're experiencing. uh, The first belief is I'm not important. So, you know, we can imagine the problems that that causes in life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, we can, there's people that can become depressed and can, just completely give up because they don't believe that anyone cares about them and that they're not important. And then there are the people that are like super driven to prove that not true. And they have this constant feeling of, of non-importance and they strive and it and actually drives them to really successful places because they want to prove their importance. But it's like this invisible pressure that eventually sort of breaks them down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second belief that we have is I'm not enough. So that's that not good enough, not pretty enough, not skinny enough, not smart enough, not, you know, all these different things that we believe that we're not enough of. And arguably the belief of I'm not enough and the belief of I'm not important can actually sort of also come under this belief of I'm not loved. So I believe that as human beings, our greatest need is love and acceptance. We, we just, that's all we want. That's all we need is to be loved and accepted. And whether that's by people in our career, whether that's by a partner, our family, like that's all instinctually that we, that it comes back down to like any goal, any thing that we're doing, like it just comes back down to that. So the third belief is the belief of I'm not loved. And that belief causes people to feel alone there's a lot of people that have this belief of I'm alone which really causes a lot of depression um this this person can feel like you know no matter how many people they've got in their life there's no one there's no one there that understands them no one there that supports them no one that really cares Mm. and then the last belief that we have is the belief of I'm not safe which is in every single person that I see that comes to me with anxiety like there is no exception to the rule so every single person that has anxiety which it makes sense doesn't it if you really think about it like totally totally and I love that you have broken those down thank you so much because I feel like everyone it's just like such a good way to articulate that everyone has similar limiting beliefs and we're not alone you know and I think sometimes people can feel really as you would know deep and dark in their own thoughts and what they're experiencing I think sometimes that they're the only ones or that what the magnitude of what they're feeling is really strong in comparison to others and that stops them from doing things and being things and and you know impacts the rest of their life but it's like oh no no like everyone actually feels that you know yes yes absolutely and I guess like it's so funny because there's two like there's two parts to this there's there is you know there's the part of me that wants to say we are all the same deep down we all just want to be loved and accepted and to feel safe like and these are instinctual needs like you know when we're in hunter-gatherer times like yeah we had to be part of the survival Yeah, yeah survival yeah so like there's that where we're where we are all wired the same and we are all the same and we all have these same beliefs and we're not alone like we all really do have these same problems when it comes to feelings when it comes to the way that we feel and then there's the other side of that which is like 
you know, someone can have a belief that they're not safe from something, you know, mildly traumatic that happened that we can work through that trauma and they can shift that belief and then it's just gone and they just live the rest of their life amazing and they just don't have that anxiety anymore. And then there's the other person who experienced like prolonged trauma and they actually had changes Um, like actual physical changes in their brain and in the way that their brain works and removing one event and telling them that they're safe and changing that belief is actually not going to undo the, the, the pathways that have been created, the different parts of their brain that are shut down and switched off and it becomes so much more complicated. And this Mm. is like what is super interesting to me, but, you know, for the most part, people really are, the same and it's so simple to just shift these beliefs and to just have this amazing turnaround in your life and just you know you don't even understand the things that can change once you actually shift the belief and so getting back totally and it's like believing that that's possible as well because if they don't believe that it's possible then they're not going to be able to clear and release it well that's actually the amazing thing though is that even if they like I have so many people that come to me and they're like oh, you know, I'm not really sure about all this kind of stuff, but I thought I'd give it a try. And if they actually like participate and like when I say to them, do you want to let go of that belief? And they say, yeah, I'll try. Like I'll, I'll, Mm, the willingness. If they are actually willing, it still works. That's the amazing thing is like, you don't even have to believe in all of this woo-woo stuff for it to work for you. It's just, it just it just works. It's amazing. I love that. And it's like, it's because it's like that openness to it, right? Because if they weren't willing to be open to explore, which I, I imagine part of them, obviously part of that willingness comes from their attending a session. Um, exactly. but thinking, thinking more people, like, I guess, who are wanting to do that work for themselves and clear their own beliefs, like a part of you has to feel that that's possible or the willingness to explore the possibility of that. Yes. And you have to be, yeah, like you have to be willing. I've had people that have been almost forced into sessions, like from someone else saying, you've got to go and do this. You've got to go and do this. And they didn't really want to, and it doesn't work. Like you have to want to change and you have to be willing to go into the bad. Like you have to be willing to change and change for so many people is really scary. They don't as much as it's the, it's the funniest contradiction I've ever come across is that so many times I say to people okay so what are you currently experiencing and they're like I'm depressed I'm this I'm that and then I'm like okay so if you weren't afraid what would you do with your life like what would you change and they tell you and you're like okay so what would be the worst thing that could happen if you just dived in and did that and they're like oh well this could happen okay well then what could be the worst thing that could happen oh this and this and this and then we get to the end and the end result is that they could actually, they could end up feeling, they could end up losing it all or they could end up feeling depressed and da, 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 which is exactly where they are right now. Like literally mm-hmm. most of the time, the thing that we're most afraid of is ending up exactly where we are and we just don't see that. And so we, we just avoid doing the scary thing, but we actually we're already there. Like we're already living in it. It's just our subconscious that thinks it's doing this great job of keeping us safe, but we're actually already sitting in that discomfort every day. Oh, that is so good. So, so interesting. I love that. So important for people, I think, just to take that in. And if to recognize that if you're 
fearful about something that you've been wanting to do that are you just doing that loop effect are you already in that space of what you feel is the worst case scenario yeah yeah and it's and the worst case scenario it it finishes with a feeling it's not like the worst case scenario isn't like you know I start this business and I lose all my money the the thing is I lose all my money and I feel like a failure and I feel like a failure which makes me feel like I'm not good enough and if I'm not good enough no one will want me around and I'm going to end up alone and the feeling is loneliness it's not it's not the it's not starting the business it's the fear of loneliness and oftentimes you're already there <laughs> yes so, it's like breaking it down. And this is where it's amazing to actually see someone because a lot of the time, even when I try and work on myself, like your subconscious blocks you. It's like, well, no, that's actually a real fear. Or, you know, it tells you these things. Whereas when you go in with someone else and they ask you questions and you don't have time to think and you just respond, that's when you start to get the truth kind of <laughs> flowing out. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. I am all about that. I feel like we all need to need to get that support that's outside of ourselves um always I think that that's what creates like the biggest shifts and you said before Jess about you've been talking a little bit about the subconscious mind and the unconscious mind can you just break that down with a couple of of examples for those that might not necessarily know what that distinction is yeah yeah so to me the best the best way that it's been described is that our subconscious mind is our programs. It's so from the ages of zero to seven, but really like zero to 14, 15, if you've had significant things happening, we create through our experiences, through what we observe and through what we're told, our views of the world. So, you know, someone says to you, you know, it can be simple things like, you know, you have to look both ways before you cross the street or you'll get hit by a car or, you know, just certain things. Some of them are really productive and they help us survive. And some of them are not so productive. Like, you know, a parent saying to you, you're, you're so annoying, just leave me alone. Or, you know, um, different things like, or kids in the schoolyard, like saying, we don't want to play with you, you smell or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> You create these different beliefs through things that happen and also through things that you observe. Like if you observe a parent that drinks all day, you know, they get angry and then they drink or they have, they feel stressed and then they drink, you pick up that program. Okay. So when you're stressed, you drink or whatever you, you see these different things happening. And so you pick them up. And so your subconscious mind is just that it is just your programs. It is, it's just what you've learned about you know, this means this and this means this. And so your subconscious mind basically would say you live the life that you've been programmed to have. And then your unconscious mind is basically what your is your soul. Your unconscious mind is when you are in the flow of life, like when you're being creative or you're meditating or you're, you know, doing something that really lights you up and you get into that state where you just feel like you're in the flow, that is your unconscious mind. And in your unconscious mind, you have these thoughts drop in like almost like intuitive thoughts. It's like, you should do that course. You should quit your job and start this. Like, this is the answer. And you have these amazing epiphanies almost when you're in this unconscious mind and then you bring those thoughts in inward so basically the unconscious is outward it's that almost that theta brainwave and you bring that thought in of like I'm going to quit my job this is what I need to do and you bring it in to think about okay what do I need to do 
in order to start this business, quit this job and start this business. And then your programs, you come inward and your programs go, okay, well, first things first, you're not good enough to do that, <laughs> you know, and then your programs take over and you conscious, you constantly have this battle between the things that your soul wants and your heart wants and the things that you know you need to do with your life and your program's taking over. And our programs are so freaking strong. Like our subconscious mind is so much stronger because we're using it 95% of the time. So the thing is, if we don't work on our subconscious mind and on our programs and on our limiting beliefs, then any any conscious, beautiful thoughts that come in, you know, they're not, they're not going to, they're not going to go anywhere. They're just going to be roadblocked. <laughs> By the programming. Almost, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, not that, sorry, I was saying unconscious, the conscious mind versus the subconscious because the unconscious is something completely different again. <laughs> the, the conscious mind. So yeah, that's basically, and the conscious mind is like, the, I will live like basically in a saying the conscious mind is like I'll live the life that I was born to live and mm. the subconscious mind is I'll live the life that I've been programmed to live oh so, I like that yeah, yeah that's I wrote so it into powerful. my course because I was like wow yeah that's like the perfect description of the two <laughs> yeah that's amazing I love that that's so powerful and and for people that are wanting to are wanting some, I guess, some practical steps on how they can go about clearing those programs or those limiting beliefs for themselves. Are there any suggestions or tips that you have um, for our listeners? Yeah, yeah. So like self-hypnosis is really good. Um, Like you can listen to, so um, Bruce Lipton actually talks about this. So the best way to like self-hypnotize or to remove limiting beliefs from yourself is to do it when you're going to sleep because as you go to sleep you fall into that theta brainwave so if you don't know how to get yourself into the brainwave and work with your own mind then listening to something that you want to believe about yourself as you go to sleep Mm. is is the best way to implant something in there so a lot of people talk about like mirror work and affirmations and things like that and that is great but so the, the basically the subconscious mind after that age of like seven, the only way that you can actually learn or believe something new is either through changing it directly in the subconscious or through repetition. And I don't really, I don't think anyone really knows how much you have to repeat something before it gets implanted. But I know a lot of people that spend years saying I am enough and still feel like they're not enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of, and I think that they're really good. Mantras are really good for in the moment. So if you're someone who is struggling with anxiety, the mantra of I am safe whilst breathing deeply in a moment of anxiousness is freaking amazing. Like it really talks you back down and brings you back down, but it doesn't remove the anxiety. It doesn't remove the belief that you're not safe. So doing the sleep hypnosis is, is the best way to do that. So listening to this recording, that's like, you know, if you feel like you're not good enough, listening to this belief that this recording that says like, you are good enough. Like you were born good enough. You're beautiful enough. You're smart enough. Like, you know, and you just keep hearing like, you are enough. I am enough. I am enough. And that's kind of repeating as you're falling into sleep. And as you're going into that subconscious brainwave, it's getting implanted in them. I guess the only issue with this is that you're not actually 
ripping out the roots. Like you're going to feel better temporarily, but you're not actually moving the reason why you believe you're not enough. And that's where I don't really ever recommend anyone go into that on their own because you have to find the, the, the moment that it was created, that specific belief. You have to find that, you know, that memory where it was created. And that can be really uncomfortable for people to go into on their own. And, you know, this is where we, I come into sort of some of the techniques. So you were asking before about how we removed, I would remove the belief in a session. So in a session, everyone, the way that they respond to the belief and the way that they feel and their reaction would would really guide me as to how I'm going to help them to release it. Like if they go into this memory where they created this belief and it's like super, super traumatic and they're distraught, then they're not going to be able to do anything about that themselves. You know, if they go into that while they're doing a meditation. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what I would do is like, I would, I, the thing that I try and do with, with clients and the thing that is the most effective is when we find what the belief is that they have about themselves, we go back and we find where they created it in which moment did it, did it feel most prominent or in which moment did it feel like it had been sort of implanted. And we actually go back into that memory and we do like what's called reparenting. So I would ask them to bring in their adult self and, and talk to their child self and, it's funny. I've, I was, I've just actually writing an email and doing a video on this today, but like so many people are so detached from their child self through experiences that happen that they actually don't even see that child as part of themselves. Like they can go into this experience where they're speaking to their younger self and they can be like crying and feeling so much sadness for this little child that is actually them. And mm. it's like, they don't even recognize in that moment when they're speaking to that child, that that's still them right now. It actually feels like there's this little child trapped in there who is in great pain. And so going in and speaking to that child, like for someone with anxiety, I would get them to, to speak to the child, maybe even speak to the other people in the memory and guide them in what to say. And then I'd get them to remove that child and bring that child back into themselves and take themselves to someone that feels really safe and calm to them. And then when they go back to that memory, they can sort of, they can see what happened. They have the narrative, but they don't have the feeling and they're no longer carrying the feeling of shame or of whatever mm -hmm. it is with them anymore. So yeah. Basically, like reparenting is one amazing technique. And then after that, we come back into their bodies. We shift the words from their subconscious using like NLP, hypnotherapy, and a bit of the theta to remove the words, to remove the feelings surrounding it, to remove all the times that they felt that way and just kind of reset. And then we would finish the session by bringing in all of the opposites. So if we let go of the belief of like, you know, I'm empty, I'm trapped, I'm not enough, I'm, you know, all these different sub-beliefs and core beliefs, we would then at the end bring in I am enough and I would, I you know, would build them up and have them like shouting it, and which again is like NLP, like really empowering and making them believe it and seeing themselves as that person, like living life, just smashing life, just truly believing that they're so loved and just like radiating love and just enough and kind of like building them back up so that they can take that out into the world. And this is where 
I'm really passionate about this because I, I wasn't taught to do this. this. I was always taught to remove the belief and replace it, remove and replace. But you actually then get to the end of the session and you just feel like, ugh, like what just happened? Mm. And it's the same as psychology appointments. Like you go in and talk about your feelings and bring them all up and then you walk out and you feel like shit. So like, I think it's like this building people up before they leave. Totally. And like, just to acknowledge like what a transformation they have experienced and to elevate them so they don't kind of stay in that stagnant space they're not overwhelmed they're like this is exciting this is expansive as opposed to like what the fuck just happened (laughs) yes and they like raise their vibration and like they still leave and message me like what the fuck just happened and they're so they're like I was so tired and emotional and you know it, it takes a couple of days but it really does it really makes the biggest difference and especially like you know there's there's a lot of different I think like CBT does this and NLP like the the power of like envisioning your future and you know a lot of people before they actually remove the belief like I could say to someone you know do you have people in your life that love you and they'll be like not really like no and then we remove this belief of like I'm not loved and I'm not alone and they remove we remove all these childhood traumas and then at the end I say to them like let's bring in that belief like let's believe that you're loved let's see that love feel that love can you see it now and they're like yes this person like this person and they can see it again and it's not they just couldn't see it like it's not even their fault that they and this is what people say with you know mental health issues and stuff like it's actually not that the person's trying to be that way, they actually just can't see the light. They actually just can't Mm. see the solutions. Like to you, the solution might be so simple and right in front of your eyes, but to them that does not seem like an option and that's our subconscious. So yeah, like bringing that in and showing them the future. Yeah. Yeah. Getting them inspired and excited about it. I love that. That's so good. And in terms of like, in terms of some things that people can do for themselves, like at home when things come up for them that aren't serving them, let's say maybe someone's feeling overwhelmed or stuck in a pattern. What are some, I guess, what are some ways that they can start their healing journey and break away from that suffering? And I loved what you said before, um, but I would just love to hear a couple of your other tips as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so hard because like I just said, like sometimes the pattern is so deeply ingrained that it doesn't even feel like, you know, you feel depressed and you're like, you know what? I know that if I got up, got up and went outside right now and went for a walk in the fresh air, I'd probably feel so much fucking better, (laughs) but I'm just going to sit here and be really miserable. But yeah, I think one thing that's really helped me is that I write down a list of, you know, so sometimes I might be like in my life, I've had periods where I'll be like deeply depressed for a period of time. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to make my green juice. I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and then see how I feel. And sometimes nothing will change. And sometimes I'll feel amazing. So I start to write down when I'm feeling like this, this helps. When I'm feeling like Mm. this, this helps. And I start to get myself this little list. And then when I feel myself slipping into the old patterns or slipping into these like negative feelings, I'll have, like, you can put the list on your fridge, like have it somewhere that you can see it so that you make sure that 
you know, feel your feelings, like let them come up and out, but then do what you know you can do to actually, to actually shift them and bring yourself back because you don't need to live in that state. So like having Mm. that list is really important of things that light you up. And there's obviously like things that work for most people. So that's like what I said before, getting outside, getting some fresh air movement, um, you know, I, I sometimes jump into like freezing cold water. Like I'll go down to the local jetty and just jump off the jetty and like just doing something to like shake yourself out of it and remember that you're alive is really, is really important for the like depressed moments. And then I guess for the panic and the anxiety and anxious people, it's this, it's so hard because it's hard to do in the moment, but um, there's certain tapping points I would yes EFT EFT so, so good isn't it yeah so I've learned I've learned EFT as well I don't really use it on my clients but I use it on myself yeah there's like certain tapping points that you can tap for fear and for panic deep mm. breathing I know everyone bangs on about breathing but breathing is so important like it just is so important your breathing signals your brain like it tells your brain what's going on and if you're having these panicking thoughts but then you all of a sudden do like alternate nostril breathing or you know long slow deep breaths focusing on your exhalation then all of a sudden your brain is like oh like she's breathing really calm she must be in a calm state and then you find that your brain follows and your thoughts calm and again that mantra of I am safe is just so powerful for someone who's experiencing anxiety and a lot of people don't think of it like they think of like it's okay I'm okay like this isn't a real big problem but that doesn't actually help like it actually still feels like a big problem so reminding yourself that you're safe is something completely different Absolutely. I love, I love that so much. And I'm so glad that you mentioned EFT and also breath breathing and breath work. Cause it's so, it's so powerful to be able to have those tools and to know what works for you in the moment. And it, you don't have to go from zero to a hundred, but it's just that next step to get you out of that, you know, level of deep anxiety or that level of deep depression and just make you feel that little bit, bit better. And I feel like it's so important for people to discover what tools work for them and just be really curious about it and trying new things and having that list. That's such a great idea. So just so people know, okay, when I'm experiencing this, I'm feeling that feeling again, I'm feeling low, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling anxious. What are some things I can do in the moment right now to help shift me out of that space? Yes. And I actually have like a free download as well. They're called the bad mood survival guide. And it's, love that. Yeah. And it's basically just like, like feel the emotion, let it come up. And then there's like different tips and ways on how to, how to shift it and how to move through it. And it's basically what we just spoke about, but there's, there's a, there's more in there as well. So yeah, there's, it's, there's that as well for people to download for free if they, if they love that. It. And and where can they find that? Um, Just through my Instagram, there's like a link to the link tree okay, and there's bio. Yeah on there yeah amazing oh so good so so good thanks for that and in terms of your I'd love to just find out a little bit about I guess like I love the fact that you've got this approach around healing where you I guess you have a refreshing approach where what I'm trying to say is that you add like laughter you add like I've heard you speak about it before and I find it so refreshing and I feel like you take the intensity around the words of 
trauma and 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 those types of things and I would love to get your take on that because I feel like it's a really important subject and it doesn't discount the pain that someone is experiencing or going through but I feel like it just puts a layer to it and I would love for you to talk to it first before I talk to it (laughs) no yeah yeah um yeah absolutely like I have always loved humor and I just it's it's so hard because I do understand the deep suffering and I do understand that you get people get themselves into this place where it's deep and it's dark and you know but I just yeah I think like humor is just and I do this with my clients like they'll tell me something like so fucked up and then I'll be like yeah okay cool and they're like, oh, it's not cool, but like, you know, you know, it's it's cool. Like, I, I get what you say. I'm like, I'll often be laughing throughout my sessions with clients, and I'll be making jokes about like, oh, that would have made you feel pretty good, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, and because it just doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't serve as any purpose to just go in so deep. Like, yes, I totally agree with you. It's like, but you're so. I love what you said. Like, you're you're assessing the moment, and you're kind of you know, discovering, okay, is this, is this an appropriate time to then add laughter to it or whatever? And then allowing that to happen naturally, because sometimes that's like such a good healing modality, just laughing at how fucked up something is. Oh my God. It is like, I've been doing this the last few months, like with my sister, like we've been talking about some things from childhood and when it gets too heavy, we just start making jokes and we're like, it's not even funny. It's so bad, but (laughs) just have to laugh because, and they like, I've been thinking about this the last the last week actually a lot just like like shit matters like it matters like I've had some really really fucked up things happen throughout my childhood and sometimes it's really heavy and sometimes it's shit and sometimes I'm like you know what it just doesn't matter like it happened this universe is like we don't even know if we're, you know, in a simulation. Like we have, no, we could be in like this parallel. We have no fucking clue, like what this world really is and what it means. And so, why focus on that? Like, why, you know, why you have to go into it? You have to go through it. You can't just mm. avoid it because otherwise you'll be miserable forever. But once you've gone into it and you've gone through it, like, what's the purpose on? on going back there what's the purpose in suffering and what's the purpose in being so serious all the time when you just don't you just really have no clue what (laughs) what all of this means like the only purpose I can find to life now is to just enjoy it like just have fun just laugh just enjoy every little moment like a child does like look at the world like it's magic and you know, if you're focusing too deep on your healing and your trauma and your journey, like I often say to clients when they want to come back and see me again for a third or fourth visit, I'm like, no, just go and live your life. Like enjoy what the work that you've just done. Like don't always be focusing on your trauma, like go out Mm. and have fun and laugh and just like, just enjoy the moment. Like don't you don't always have to be working on yourself and I totally agree with that and it's like it's such an important balance isn't it because then sometimes people can become almost like really really obsessed with trying to heal and clear but 
really they're just staying absolutely attached to their past life and to what it is that they need to heal as opposed to actually taking the actions and creating a new life for themselves. And so I feel like it's, it's, it's important to not get trapped in that journey, but then also knowing, okay, when we have certain experiences that come up where we may be tapping into those old ways of being or the old beliefs or the old programming, then then doing that healing that's required and, and feeling it in order to heal it, but then moving through it and taking the action as opposed to just staying in that space. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's that, that is the, that is the key. Like that is the hundred percent key because there's the people that feel it and they feel it and they feel it and they feel it and they live in it and they just revel in it. Mm. And then there's the people that don't feel it and they ignore it and they push it away and they never feel it. And both have bad (laughs) results. And so it's like that finding that balance of like, okay, I've been triggered. This is happening. This is making me feel this way. I'm going to go into it. I'm going to find out what's causing it. I'm going to rip out those weeds and then I'm just going to continue on my merry way. Like, (laughs) Oh, I like that. Rip out the weeds. That's a good one. Absolutely. Good analogy. And, you know, if something does keep coming up throughout your life, like you haven't, you've just been mowing it. You haven't ripped out the weeds. You've just been mowing over it. So my God, this is so funny. I hate gardening, but yes, I love these analogies. (laughs) They're really, really resonating. Yeah. Oh, I love gardening, but yeah, it's so true. Like, and it is so frustrating. You know know why I don't like gardening? Do I, do you know why I don't like gardening? It's because I used to get punished when I was younger. When I got, when I did something wrong, I had to go and do the weeding and I had to go do the gardening. So I, if I want to, literally, whenever I did anything wrong, off you go. That's it. Go and do the weeding. And I, me and my sister both had to do the weeding and got in trouble. And now we both hate gardening. But I know if I wanted, if there was a part of me that actually wanted to do the gardening, I would try and clear that. But I don't want to do the gardening. So I'm like, I'm just going to let that continue because it's serving me. <laughs> Absolutely. It's serving, it's saving you time, really. That's right. My husband is gardening. <laughs> it's a big time saver. That's it. Um, so something- good do serve us like some beliefs do serve us and like yes I've been been working like no offense to men I love men but I find it very difficult (laughs) with men because their brains are so different to ours Mm. and I've been working with like some some people lately and they've you know brought up this point of like some of our limiting beliefs or like things that kind of upset us a little bit actually it doesn't sometimes serve us to remove them because they're like a driving force. You know, like yes. I said before with the important belief, like this belief that I'm not important, like it would be nice for that person to at some point in their life, once they've built their multi-million dollar company to actually believe that they're important and they deserve it. But sometimes like certain beliefs like that, like it is saving you time and it isn't something that you want to do. Or You know, there's different beliefs that we have that actually they are limiting, but they're also empowering and they're also like our suffering is causing our growth so yeah they're absolutely yeah it's it's that fine line (laughs) totally I I like that you said that and I like that you said how like we we ultimately like there are moments where we get to choose you know when we've especially when we've done the healing work we've discovered what that what that belief is and then there's a moment and it's like do we are we going to continue to um, go on that path or are we going to continue to like yeah, change that. But sometimes, like you said, it's it's going to serve us in terms of what we want and we want what we want the vision of our life to look like. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a good saying around that, and it's like, like the you'll only like heal something or remove something when like the pain of staying 
the same becomes greater than the pain of change. So like once you like can no longer do it anymore, you'll be like, fuck it. I'm just going to go into the pain. It's going to be difficult, but I'm going to remove it. And then I'm going to be better for it when sometimes the pain of staying the same is actually okay. Like it's manageable. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Totally. Oh, I love that. Okay. Jess, this has been so good. We're going to head. I could talk to you for like for hours, but literally, Um, but we're (laughs) going to dive into our final segment called behind the scenes. And so it's where we just get a little bit deep and personal and just sharing, I guess that we all have doubts. We all have shit going on. And, um, you know, that's important for people to recognize sometimes Instagram, social media, plays this bullshit picture that everyone has it figured out so I'd love if you could just share a recent situation where you were experiencing some self-doubt and how you moved through that yeah yeah okay and that's actually so true I'm so guilty I just sorry I'm so guilty of that Instagram thing because like I just you know want this beautiful feed and just post all these highlights and I could just be like yeah same in bed like curled up in a ball like just posting all this inspirational stuff I'm so bad at that so anyone that follows me (laughs) I'll try and get more real but um okay so something that I was struggling with is that the question yeah like a recent situation where you I guess were experiencing like self-doubt yeah yep okay um I guess I was kind of feeling a lot of self-doubt around when before I launched the freedom map which is the online course that um that I've got running and yeah and it was kind of like all this old stuff came up because I was like when I was creating it I was like this is amazing everyone's gonna this is gonna help so many people like I've got so much information in here and then as soon as it was like time to launch I was like this is shit there's not enough, this isn't, there's not enough information in there. What if this doesn't help anyone? People aren't going to like it. People are going to think that I think I know everything. Like all this shit came up and I was just like, great. (laughs) And I almost didn't launch it. I almost kept delaying it. And then I looked back at one of my own units in the course and I read it and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to feel the fear and do it anyway. And that is like when I know that I've done the work and I know that it's just something old and limiting, I literally just say to myself, like, feel the fear and do it anyway. Like just one, two, three, jump. Yeah. And that is my, that's like how I get through. That is literally how I get through any difficult situation. Like if there's something that I know I need to do, like my heart's telling me, like, you've got to put this course out there. You've got to have that conversation with that person, whatever it is. I just, I just do that. I just do the one I just say, feel the fear, do it anyway. And I just literally count to three and just go blurt it out or press, you know, (laughs) live or whatever it is. Like that's my, my go-to sort of. I love that. Yeah. So good. Totally. Because it's like everyone feels those fears. Everyone has them. It's just, what are you going to allow them to make you stay the same? Like, are you going to keep going or are you going to turn around and go home? Exactly. And I, I was like, well, I've done the work. Like I know that this is, I, like I identified, I looked at my own mind. Like I looked at myself mm. I was like, I was like, fuck off subconscious. Like this, <laughs> I've done the work. Like this is not okay. If you're going to bring this up, <laughs> like I was always angry at my totally. own mind. I was like, I'm going to do this anyway, because I know what this is. <laughs> so funny. I love it. And, and what would you say is an area of your life that you're trying to improve in at the moment? 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so many. <laughs> um, I am trying to improve on... Oh, I'm trying to improve on my triggers. So I have um, a, a number of um, mostly sounds, but also um, like situations that um, trigger, I guess what you would call PTSD. So I have been trying to heal some of these triggers for like 10 plus years and I've not found anything to to help them. But recently, a lot of um, sort of memories and situations have come to light to sort of help me realize where these triggers came from. So at the moment, now I'm kind of at this place where I'm like, all right, I've got the memories. I know when I created this certain trigger to this like noise or situation. But how do I now, you know, desensitize and realize that the past is in the past and, and not be triggered by those certain things and that's where a lot of this like work in trauma and PTSD is sort of coming into play it's kind of working out like how to you know I've, I've let go of all the limiting beliefs but the way that your brain interprets information and things like that like reprogramming other parts of your brain is kind of what I'm working on and where I'm at at the moment love that that's really powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, and what would you say is like a recent fierce female moment? So a moment where you felt proud to be yourself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We are going there, honey. I have a good one, but I just didn't. Um, I felt proud, super proud to be myself when, Oh, my, my throat. Oh, okay. Um, I felt really proud to be myself when I recently just faced, I spoke about uh, a lot of things that happened to me as a child and I like told my family and I cut a, per a massive person out of my life. I set boundaries, which I actually didn't know what boundaries were. I had to Google what boundaries were not that long ago. So <laughs> I Googled that and I, you know, did some work with a therapist and yeah, I was really proud of myself for just saying something that I never thought would come out of my mouth and cutting a person out that I never thought I would cut out. And I just mm -hmm. since then have been like, whoa, like I am actually, you know, <laughs> the, the strongest person that I know. Like I am like, don't know many people that have done what I've done and been through what I've been through and that are getting to where I'm getting to. So I was like, yes, you Amazing. got this. Go girl. Oh, so good. Power to you. That's so, that's so powerful. <laughs> that's so powerful. Jess, thank you so much for sharing all of your incredible knowledge and your wisdom and your passion and your energy. It has been so great to have this conversation with you. Can you let us know where people can find you? Yes. So, and thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. My absolute um, pleasure. I'm, yeah, I'm really, I'm beyond grateful. I just, one of my goals this year was to speak on a, a few podcasts. So you're helping me tick off my list. That's it. <laughs> so um, my website, www.aruka.com.au, which is double A-R-U-K-A. -A, and my, and Instagram, aruka.com.au. Um, 
I put a lot on Instagram and I have like a link tree on there, which goes to like all my free downloads, booking one-on-one sessions, the freedom map, which is the course that I have. And yeah, it's got everything on there. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much just for being here. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. Yes. Thank you so much. See ya. If you're vibing the show, please leave us a review. We would love to be of value to more fierce females and you can totally help us grow. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Fierce Female Co. And don't forget to share this episode podcast on your Instagram story. Tag us and share your top takeaway. I would love to know what you got out of the show. And this is really a great way for you to think about what value this brought to you and how you might use this in your own life. I love you. Thank you for listening. Wishing you all the love, light and fierceness. And we'll see you soon.